Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Young Boys Podcast. Welcome back, welcome back to episode five. We're, 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 we're here. That's it. That's it, we're here. That's the end of the podcast. Bye, Bye. Enter Seinfeld. Yep, it's great. No copyright infringement whatsoever. (laughs) So, if you guys have been paying attention in the news recently, there have been a whole bunch of crazy stuff that's been going on in the music industry. Mm -hmm. You know, the VMAs just happened. You know, Taylor Swift just dropped her first track in a million years. And the new Tentacion album is getting, like, rave reviews from a lot of people. Or it's also getting, like, really, really bad reviews. So we're going to get into all that here in a little bit. But first... So I signed up for the subscription service, subscription service, vinyl, which is like, you guys have probably seen the ads on Facebook. If you know your Google is anything similar to mine, it's like vinyls. You pay forty bucks or something a month, and you get three vinyls, which is a really great deal. And it's like hand curated. You give them a whole bunch of their choices, and uh, they pick them up for you, and they ship them out to you. And I am really excited. I decided to try it out. Just, to, you know, I, I've tried to, uh, tried to, two trains, tried to start my record collection here for a little while now. And uh, I wanted some to kick me off with. And uh, so I signed up and it got here today. My little Ooh. box got here today and it's sitting. It's right here. Right there. It's right. There it is. Sonically, you can tell where it is. There it is. And um, I'm really excited about it, so I'm going to open it right here, right now. Here we go. Ooh, that was satisfying. That was a good noise. Let's see what they got. That was fun to open, me. too. Ooh. The front page says, Hello, Feminist. What? <laughs> I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. This is like a like a piece of paper that says Hella Feminist? Yeah, this just is a pink... Nice. Can I see that? I think it says Hella Feminist. Can I look at that? Yeah, here. Just a bunch of... Oh. It's like a little calendar, I think. I think it's like a... They have like a theme. Probably. Uh, all of these records... Okay, okay. Oh, there's a little note that comes with it. It's handwritten by my... By my person. So it says, Hey, John... Welcome. For your first box, I got you the Desert Rock Project, Brave, La- Brave Black Sea from ex-members of Kiss and Queens of the Stone Age. That's a really great That's thing. That's a good choice. That's a very good choice. Next, some powerful melodies and dance-ready tracks from Swedish pop star Robin. I'm going to talk about Bjork later and how I got into some Icelandic pop this week. Finally, the bold, trend-setting studio debut from, by trip-hop sample master RJD2. Those all sound really good for you. These all sound awesome for me. That sounds great. And you know, I've yet to, yet to listen to them. Um, I mean, you just opened them, so of course you haven't listened to them yet. But <laughs> shut up, okay, <laughs> relax. But I mean, like you know, I, I might have, I could have found them on my own, just yeah, readily. But all That's of these sound like things I'm just mega excited for. Um, That's literally handwritten. That's awesome. It's literally handwritten. That's something I really like. That. I like that a lot. I like that it's handwritten. I like that it's hand curated. I had to wait like three weeks for this because I like signed up for it. Uh, oh, yeah. I signed so you up signed for up it. and what happened? <laughs> I signed up for it and I thought it said that it was like three to five days for delivery. I was like, oh, well, oh, there's stickers. 
Okay, great, great. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so excited. I love stickers. Oh, dude, hashtag vinyl and uh... look, it's a little peace love bus. I want to put that on my. I want to put that on my laptop now. I'm actually gonna do that right now. Um, Goodness. Shut up, it's nice. Um, and it's uh, yeah. I thought I thought it was supposed to take three to five days for delivery, and I was like, oh, okay, that's that's, that's fine. Um, not bad at all. That's not bad at all. But it took three to five weeks <laughs> still, ah, there for, you go. for the first shipment. It's like, you know, I once I do my next order, it will um, be much more consistent monthly. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I have no idea how, what these sound like, and I might hate all of these records. But it's for possible. what they recommended to me, I don't, Doesn't I sound don't like think it. I will. But I mean, no. these are stuff, this stuff that I've never heard of. I've never heard of any of these artists. The one I'm concerned about is the ones that is from people who did Kiss and Queens of the Stone Age. Because it's not the original groups, you know? Yeah, but that but I mean, but it's still a desert rock album, which exactly. is very similar to you know, yeah, songs for the deaf, mm-hmm. or, you know, the RX or whatever. Yeah, um, get that sticker. You got it. I'm trying to get it. I'm sorry if you guys can hear it, but like, oh, I'm, I can't hear it. But I'm just watching you struggle. I think it's really funny to me. Rude. <laughs> I will get this. I believe we're gonna, in you. We're gonna sit in silence until no, I get this. no, we're gonna sit in no. silence. Um. So one thing that I think we can just start off by talking about music, besides yeah. your uh, vinyls, is the VMAs, of course. Yeah. Happened like two days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't watch it. I didn't either. But... I, I have no... The only music show I watch is the Grammys. Yeah. After after reading a bunch it. about the VMAs, I heard that it was not a good spectacle to watch. Yeah. Mainly it, because of Katy Perry being the host. Yeah. And after doing a lot more reading into it... I did it. Proud of you. After After, like, listening to... And reading a bunch of articles about it, they say that Katy Perry is just kind of like trying to be like a proud mom at a talent show, and like all these people are her children who are just you know showing off their work. Oh, yeah. And like there was there were some parts where like she would you know make fun of what she said prior, or after like after performer would finish, she would you know. She make a joke to, something she made previously, and not really be worried about what the artist just did. Like yeah. I, th- I think it was after Pink performed, Pink did Pink did a pretty good job. Like, it was it was pretty good. Listen to it. Wasn't like hugely obsessed with it, but it was it was pink. Yeah. It was, like, it was good. Pink knows how to put on a show. Pink knows how to put on a spectacle, yeah. But as soon as it was done, Katy Perry like made made a joke about herself and I was like, Can we like mention how good pink was, like, just to notify that she was there? Yeah. So she was kind of annoying. The other thing that I was not happy about, and I get it after l- reading into it further, um, Lord didn't sing for her performance. She she got on stage and she, she didn't lip sync or anything. She was just kind of doing some kind of dance form, something along the lines. And I forget mm. what the song was. Um, uh, it was Homemade Dynamite. Right? Homemade Dynamite, yeah. Yeah. Um, she looked like she just kind of looked like a kid, kind of dancing around, jamming like a family room. But it turns out she had the flu, so she wasn't uh, like healthy she enough to sing. Couldn't sing. She like couldn't sing, but she was healthy enough to dance, mm. which I understand at one point. But on the point, I'm thinking if you're if you're sick at all with the flu, the flu is an entire immune system, you know. Yeah. It's everything. So how do you have the energy to dance but not give some effort to sing? Which just kind of throws me off. I still love Laura. She was really she's really good. God, I love Laura. Yeah. She was also wearing like a half tutu, cut off at the front with like gray sweatpants. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. <laughs> um so Lord's, that was, a, Lord's a special one. Lord's special. Also, good job, Kendrick Lamar. A lot of awards. Oh, bro! I did you did you watch his performance? I did. It was, that guy knows how to put on a performance. It was a it's good. Not, it's not it's not my favorite of his, 
Uh, my favorite of his is still the Black of the Berry that he did when he was winning all of the Grammys for To Pimp a Butterfly. But mm. like, boy, oh boy, T- Kendrick, King Kendrick knows how to... It was a good intro to the VMAs, too. Yeah, Like, it, it was. was like, boom, insanity, intensity. He does so much fire in his shows. He like, sets everything on fire. It's yeah. so funny. Which is great. Um, what was the other thing I was going to mention to you? I don't remember. Two Chains. Two, two Chains was two not there. It's not there. He probably was there, but he like just didn't perform. Something I loved at the VMAs was that Fifth Harmony performed. Um, they did they did like a performance mm-hmm. during the time, and they had a shadow of their fifth of the fifth member, um, Camila Cabello, who like dropped out. They had like a like a silhouette of her to be like, huh? They like here. ripped it away, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they like they like they like took it away. Yikes! I was I was, like, I was wondering what that was. I didn't get it. I like saw that all over the internet, and I was like, okay, was that is that a jab at Taylor Swift in her newest video, or like what? No, because it was all it. four of the Fifth Harmony, mm-hmm. and then it was the fifth of the Fifth Harmony in all white, and then like they just sort of they like not ripped it apart, but like took it away. Yeah. That's then savage. they started just started Yikes. going, and I was like, oh okay. That's savage. I understand. That's wild. I mean, it was it was such a savage move, which is why I loved it. But I don't like Fifth Harmony. But it was a good move on their part. Yeah, good stuff. That's funny. Mm-hmm. I've never really been a huge VMA person. Yeah. But it's always interesting. It's just I, I always like to keep up with that stuff, just mm-hmm. so I can kind of keep tabs on where artists are at and how they're... I was proud of Khalid. Khalid? Khalid. Khalid. Yeah, no, it was Khalid. You're right. Khalid for winning the upcoming artist, whatever yeah. the award title was. I haven't listened to his I stuff I listened to yet, a couple of songs. I found him through Gallant, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm starting to like him more and more as I listen to him. Good. So like I I don't find new artists a whole lot. Um, I, I find new artists new artists very frequently. I find them in my Discover Weekly on Spotify, but like I don't I don't see them or I don't listen to them, listen to them a few times. Yeah. You know, um, like who's the girl that sings Issues? Oh, her. I don't know her. Yeah. She, I liked her because of that song. But I didn't know she was necessarily new, you know? Mm-hmm. Just because of my music taste. Yeah. But yeah. So the VMAs in total was pretty okay. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't a great time to watch. And the, I, the I VMAs know. are never really like... They're not like an exciting part. They're groundbreaking. They used to be in the 90s and now they are no longer. Well, like, since it's debut in 84. Yeah. Ever since then, it's kind of gotten a little bit less and less exciting. Yeah. And I feel like 2017 was just kind of a... It happened. Yeah. Let's move on. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into let's get into some more music. I'm gonna go through some albums that I listened to this week. Go through them. Um, I'm gonna do these, some of these kind of quickly because there are a couple of them that I was really really excited. There's two of them that I'm really really excited about that came out this week. Um, one of them that I wasn't expecting. Whatever. All right. So I'm gonna start off with the new Ski Mask, the Slump God record. Um, you will regret. Ski Mask, the Slump God is. Uh, I think he's part of Eighty Eight Rising, the same uh, record label that the Higher Brothers and Rich Chiga. And um, uh, Pink Eye backslash Joji, uh, they're all on the same. They're all on the same uh, production team, um, and I. He's really funny. He's got a really clever kind of sense of humor, and he's so fast. He's a Florida rapper, and he's just so fast. And I'd heard him on a couple of things. I was like, this guy intrigues me. And his new album came out, and Rarethany Meme Tano over at the Needle Drop gave him a strong 6 out of 10, and I was like, you know what? But he had a lot of positive things to say about it, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a listen. And I did. And there are a couple of really, really solid bangers. Like, one of my uh, 
favorite tracks that I could listen to on the daily the last couple of weeks has been Adventure Time off of this record. Um, it's got a great sense of humor. There's, there's in Adventure Time he references Chuck E. Cheese like, <laughs> like three separate times. Good. It's just so weird. The production is super booming and it's really it's very trap flavored. Whatever. Uh, he's got a really fast flow, but some of the stuff is almost impossible to understand. He's so fast. He's one of those mumble rappers. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not. He's not like Ugly God. Where he's just kind of like, where yeah. he's like really just kind of like slow and like laid back and monotone. He's he's uses a variety of different voices and he's really really quick, but that also makes him really hard to understand. Um, and a lot of it can seem kind of samey. You listen to the album like it's 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 really just like bang 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 bang, the whole time like it does not let up. Um, so it can seem kind of samey. So I'd give it like a solid 7 out of 10. Okay, um, not bad. Another album I listened to that I didn't think I was going to be into as much as I was was the uh, Mansions self-titled record, Mansions, which is um, Mike Posner and Black Bear. And they came together after they finished working on um, Purpose, Justin Bieber's Purpose album. Okay. Uh, they wrote a lot of music for that. And it came back together, uh, and it's much more introspective than I thought it was going to be, because uh, the only song that I had heard off of it was Dennis Rodman, and like you know that that's a bop. Dennis Rodman. Remember, it's the song that Ethan played a whole bunch. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Dennis Rodman. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. It's a bop. It's awesome. It's, it's a all right. great track. Um, and uh, it's much more introspective. It's really kind of like dark and really like self-pointed. Um, and it was really self-aware and it was really kind of like angsty, but not in like a, like a, ooh, I'm angsty, ooh. It's more just like I am full of this anger and this confusion that I don't know how to be rid of. Um, and it's like literally, a, the whole album is like these two crying for help. They're talking about God and love and loneliness and the meaningness of everything and how they don't know the answers to any of it. But they like keep making choices that they're not proud of and they continue to do them even though they know that they're terrible things to do and they don't know how to change it. Mm. The whole album is just like contradictions. Like they talk about hating certain ideas and then find themselves in the next track usually doing those things and hating themselves for doing it. And they have a whole, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like this vicious cycle. Um, uh, like there's Mike Posner has a line where he's like, he's like, he's like, I'm thinking about sex. And I'm thinking about sex because I've watched this Netflix, uh, watched this movie on Netflix alone and I'm bored. And then he like texts all of the girls within like, a 15 mile radius who are single and like asks them to come and like sleep with him because they're cuter. He's like, that's this is stuff that is labeled chauvinistic and terrible and misogynist and sexist. And yet here I am, knowing how terrible these things are to do, doing them anyways. Mm. And like not in a braggy like, oh yeah, I don't give a I don't give a shit. I'm just gonna fuck women. Blah 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 blah. Um, and. They like he's like upset that he does these things. They have a whole track talking about hating what they love, hating like they love alcohol, hating that they love finding themselves in these parties that they know that are they, they know are unfulfilling. Yeah. Um It just it was so interesting. They like keeps talking about how habits are so hard to break, not how to no matter how much you hate that they exist, like the fact that they exist at all is just enough to just keep them going, even though you hate it. 
Um, so it's really introspective. Don't event, If you're going to listen to it, don't expect a whole bunch of bops. They're just not here. Um, Dennis Rodman is for sure a bop, so listen to that. Like, no matter what you think of the album, that's a great song. <laughs> Morty. <laughs> uh, musically, it's, like, unique, but it's not entirely, like, compelling. It's not like, whoa, this is the craziest production I've ever heard. Uh, but it definitely makes for, like, an intriguing listen. The songwriting is really strong. Uh, and I'm curious to see if they stick together and keep making music because this is a really great and really unique start. Uh, solid, solid 8 out of 10. Solid, solid, solid 8 out of 10. Solid. Um, another album I listened to this week uh, that I really, really dug was um, the King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard album, Nonagon Infinity. And uh, this is an Australian um, psych, uh, psych rock group who... Uh, are cons- consistently, like, try and push it. They have another, like, really great album that I listen to called Flying Micro Total Banana. But I don't really want to get into that one. Uh, I was originally going to get into that one, but then I discovered Nonagon Infinity, which I like a whole lot more. Um, and, like, the whole point of the album is that there are nine songs, and it starts off right away, and it doesn't stop. And it's, like, the whole point is that you can technically loop it infinitely. Mm. And so, like, the last track will meet up and start where the first track begins. And you could like loop it, and I tested it, and I looped it, and it like totally worked. I didn't even notice that it had been looped until I was like, "Wait, wait, we're now back in the middle of the first song again." Uh-huh. This is wild because there's a whole bunch of callbacks, and there's a whole bunch of like, most of the album is in like seven four 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 and five hmm. four, and it's like really like da 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 da, and like a lot of like the lyrical rhythms are very similar, so it all just kind of seems like this one big piece. That's really really cool. Um, all the, like the, 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 you can hear a little bit of like the microtonal tunings that they did on the previous album on this one, which are wild and weird and hard and interesting or whatever. Um, but yeah, that was great. If you like are looking for some experimental psych, psych rock, do, do this one. Solid, it's solid eight, solid eight. It's great. Um, another album that I listened to this year, uh, this, this year, year. This is what we're talking about. The whole year? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> uh, I, it, this is a classic record. It came out in, like, 2001. Uh, no, 2002, I think. It's um, the Bjork album, Vespertine, which is uh, uh, Icelandic pop goddess Bjork. She's been in the music industry since she was 11. Hmm. And um, this album came out around the same time that Kid A did from Radiohead, which had this really weird, dark, spacey vibe to it. And uh, I've never really listened to a Bjork record, so I wanted to find something that, like, was really strong right off the bat. So I went to Metacritic, and I found the one with the high score, and Vespertine was it. Um, and uh, if, if you thought Kid A was wild, listen to this stuff. Like, you know, even today, like, more than, uh, more than 10 years later, Kid A is still such a wild record. Like, you listen to it, and you're like, whoa. This is weird. And Vespertine is very similarly like, like the same way. I would even argue that the first two tracks are weirder than most of Kid A. The, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it had to be, like, I don't know the history behind it. I don't know how it was really received other than, like, the critics' ratings that I found. But, like, when this came out, it had to be earth-shattering to, like, electronic pop music. It just had, like it, it. came out. I think I, I think it won a whole bunch of awards, um, but like I was immediately from the first track like completely and wholly enamored 
with the album. I listened through it quite a few times. It's really dark. It's really wild. And like, I love it because her vocals are not perfect. They're like cracky and they're a little screechy. And like, she is so passionate when she sings. And it's great. Classic out of 10. It's, <laughs> it's great. Classic out of 10. Classic. <laughs> classic. Gotcha. That's, that's, that's Fantano. That is Anthony Fantano talk. If you can't tell, if you're listening to this, Anthony Fantano, the Neela Drop, is one of my biggest inspirations. I love him. Love, love, yep, it's great. Now we're getting into the good stuff. Now we're getting into the new stuff that dropped within like these past three days, like the past like four days. So I will start with the one that is not nearly as controversial. Well, quote unquote. Uh, the new Queens of the Stone Age record, Villains. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the greatest album I have listened to all year. I... <laughs> Calm down. No. It'll be fine. No. Uh, I, it's, I'm a huge Queens of the Stone Age fan. I love their stuff. And like, uh, if you don't know, this, is, this album is produced by Mark Ronson, who is... Uptown um, Funk, right? Yeah. He, does, yeah. he, he was a uh, former producer for Amy Winehouse. And then uh, international mega hit Uptown Funk with Bruno yeah. Mars. Uh, he wrote and did everything for Uptown Funk, and Bruno Mars just sang it. Just sang it. Um, and I was a little nervous by that, you know. Uh, you know, as I said a little bit earlier, there's like that desert rock sound is what Queens of the Stone Age is known for. Uh, um, and when they said that Mark Rodson was on the project, I was like, mm, uh, really? I mean, like, you know, I trust Josh Homme. He's a very, very, very smart man. He's a very, very intelligent man, and he makes incredible music and always has. Um, so I guess I trust him. Um, but we'll wait and see. We'll figure, we'll, we'll figure it out. And, uh, and I listened to this record, and I, I loved every second of it. I loved every second of it. Like, it starts off very, like, Queens of the... Like, it starts out very similarly to Like Clockwork with the track uh, Keep Your Eyes Peeled. That's the first track of Like Clockwork. Um, and the first track of Villains is Feet Don't Fail Me Now. And there's like this whole minute and 50 second intro that is that's the longest in the band's history. And it also like makes you look left so that they can punch you in the back of the head. Because it's, it's like... And like it like hits you with like this groove and you're like, whoa! And like the whole album is super groovy and I never thought that I could say that I could dance to a Queens of the Stone Age record, but you totally can. Like I was explaining this to you earlier, like if, if like greaser culture, like you know, like grease and hair, like that stuff, like if greaser culture took place now, this is the music that people would dance to. I was going to say, it has that vibe to it. Yeah, it totally does. Like It's like, it's like neo-greaser rock. I just made up a genre. You're welcome. Whoa. <laughs> um, it's, it's fantastic. All of the songs are like, they, they hit just as hard as any of the other Queens of the Stone Age records do, but they're much more flavorful and they're much more interesting and it's a new sound that they're exploring while still retaining all of the flavor and spice of their old one. Mm-hmm. And I, I love every track on this record. I, I, I have been playing... You, you've heard me. I've been playing it so much. Constantly, yeah. I've been playing almost nonstop. Yeah. And I, 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 I love it. I, I so am in love with this record. Solid, like, nine and a half out of ten. Like, it's hmm. fantastic. Why the half? Why not ten out of ten? Um, 
as much as I really love it, it's not groundbreaking. Mm. I would save a 10 out of 10 for something that I hear. I'm like, this is game changing. It's changing albums for the future. Yeah. Yes. And uh, like if I had listened to Vespertine when it came out, I would have totally given that a 10 out of 10. But, you know, this is like, while it's 100% a quality album, um, it just isn't groundbreaking for me. I mean, you know, maybe I could be wrong. Maybe I'll eat my words and there'll be this whole new genre of music based out of, you know, Mio Greaser rock or whatever thing that I just made up. Um, I, I really love it. If you like rock music at all, like even in the slightest, go listen to this record. It's incredible. Uh, I've marked my words when I say that like, uh, once, uh, I'm hoping later on in the year, once we get around maybe Grammy season, uh, we'll do an episode where we talk about our 10 favorite albums that we listen mm-hmm. to throughout the year. And this is going to be at the top of the list. I guarantee it. Yeah. Um, now getting into the more a little bit more controversial stuff, the new XXX Tentacion album, Seventeen. I did not like XXX Tentacion. I just he 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 was self indulgent and overly aggressive and memey edgy. Like he was like ooh, I was like Shadow the Hedgehog, like the video game, or like you know Shadow falls off the edge and he goes ooh, damn, like it's, yeah. That's how I felt about him, and you know his freshman double XL cipher performance didn't help either. Where he like literally made them turn off the track and went down as it goes. I was building on you, you peasants. I'll kill all of you. I hate everyone. I hate God. Like all, it's it was it was just so memey, and I just didn't like him. And then this new album drops. I think Saturday, um, and Kendrick Lamar of all people who's very inactive on social media. He's not active hardly at all. He posts, listen to this album. Tell me what you think of it. Not, obviously not to me, but just like to Twitter. And then like later he posts, fifth time listening through. So Kendrick Lamar, within the past day, has listened to this album five times. I mean, it's also easy. It's 11 songs and it's 21 minutes total. So it's mm. like super short. Um... I was like, if he's recommending this so heavily, or like he's just being like, what do you think about it? I have to listen to it. Kendrick Lamar is my favorite hip-hop artist of all time. I have to listen to it. And so I sat down, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> Remember we were in the dressing room for Run For Your Wife, and I was sitting there, and I was like, Ooh, guys, I'm about to li- listen to the new XXX Tentacion album because I hate myself. Yeah. <laughs> you, were not, you were not excited at all. No, I was not excited. But it was just out of morbid curiosity. And so I turned it on, and I was floored. I was yeah. absolutely floored. It, it's it's hardly a rap album. I guess uh, the way that Meme, Rare Thing Meme Tano put it is um, he called it almost emo folk. There's a lot of singing and a lot of like slow guitar playing on the album. Like He definitely still drops a verse here and there, but it's mostly him just singing and in the very beginning of the record he like he says he's like i don't i don't want your money i don't care about your fame i don't want it i just want you to look inside my head and i want you to accept me and i want you to love me because i don't feel loved and i feel upset Mm -hmm. and like that 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 might have been a little self-indulgent it might have been a little straightforward but it really set up the album for like what i think he was trying to go for and now anthony fantano gave this album a light two out of ten. <laughs> very, 
very, uh, not, not, not very good. Not very good. But I disagree. It's one of the first times with him that I wholly disagree. Um, I think what X was trying to go for was literally just a, a, a musical rhythmic peek into his mind and what it's like to be so overwhelmingly depressed and to be so overwhelmingly lonely and angry and sad. And he wasn't trying to put out an art rap album. He wasn't trying to put out the next To Pimp a Butterfly. He wasn't trying to put out, you know, views from the six. He wasn't trying to do that. He was trying to make this, like, a whole bunch of little snippets into what it's like in the mind of XXXTentacion. And if, you know, I could be super wrong on that. I could be way wrong. I could be, I could, you know, he could have really wanted to make this out there so that people, I, I, I don't even, but, like, to me, like, there's nothing else that it could be for. There's nothing else that, like, when you listen to this record, it can be for anything else. And as an album, if you look at it super critically, it's really not very great. Anthony's right. It's, all the songs are short, none of the ideas really develop very far. Great, whatever. But as a piece of art that is so intricately crafted into the mind and the psyche of an individual, I think it works wonders. If you like X or not, if you like rap or not, I recommend listening through it. I, I, I'm not going to give a score on it. I don't, I don't, I don't even know what I could give it. Hmm. It's just, it's so, if, if setting a tone and creating a picture of what it's like to be X was what he was trying to do, as it says in the title track, I think he did it wonderfully. That's all I'm going to say about that. It was wild. It was wild. All right. Now, the big hot-button topic of the last couple of days. Taylor Hecken Swift. Mm. Look what you made me do. Look what uh. you made me do. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, that sigh is pretty much indicative of how we feel about you it. You get the feelings from just that sigh. Yeah. Um, the song on its own... Give it a solid five out of ten. It's it's, it's not, not impressive. It's not it's not awful, but it's nothing that I would. No, want it's not to terrible. Um, it's funny because you know my the girl that I describe as my other half, Lauren Rose. Lauren Rose, if you're listening, holla at ya. She sent me a Snapchat the other day of her like in her house making pizza, jamming to this song. She's like, John, it's so good. I'm like, hmm, yeah, you know that's a really great Lord impression that Taylor yeah. Swift does. She goes, why? Why are you gonna ruin it? <laughs> like just because it's how yeah. I think. I'm sorry. It, like I know that she I sounds it. Taylor Swift. I I I get it. To come back, she's here. Welcome back, Taylor. She sounds more flirtatious, more sexy, more slow, and more edgy. And like that could work just for her, her, but voice. like this. Look what you made me do. Didn't exemplify that for me. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't like a round enough picture for me to be like, oh yeah. You know, this is something that could really work for Taylor. You know, that's also just one track. And it's also the track that she put out so that she could announce this record, announce that this record was happening, and that there's a quote-unquote new Taylor Swift in town. And the thing that was really, really interesting to me about the whole thing is if you watch the music video, there's a section that's not in the track. Like, if you listen on Spotify, it's not in the track. In the very end, it's all of her different selves and personas. Signs, personas that she's been over the years arguing with each other 
arguing with each other and like calling each other out, out. for like their and it was unbelievably self-aware like i've never thought yeah. taylor swift to be so self-aware and yet like all of her different sides like past to present were like fighting it out over just being able to be happy over this one thing yeah that they were they were holding a vma trophy i think grammy um, was was it a grammy the grammy because she didn't win the grammy for the um oh that's right yeah that's right she didn't win the grammy for the persona that she was taking in the music video mm-hmm. so that she was holding it up as a kind of insult to herself yeah like, hey, you could have had this but you weren't good enough yet and it, it it was alarmingly self-aware and i like give her major props for it like if that was like it it makes me really curious to see what the rest of the album is like and like this is a perfect um social media stunt like she goes off of social media for like a year and a half and then comes back with all these pictures of this like this like weird glitchy video of the snake or whatever and it's like look what you made me do the new album is reputation and i was like ooh this kid what what's happening with taylor swift like, what's ooh, going on saucy mm, saucy wow uh, no <laughs> and i it was just i don't like the track itself no i don't like it very much but I also didn't like Shake It Off very much. Still mm-hmm. don't. I still really don't like Shake It Off. But the rest of 1989 was pretty damn good. Like, I think it's her best record yet. Um, I didn't hate it. Definitely didn't hate it. Um, but I'm, I'm just really, really curious to see what that means for Taylor Swift's future. Now, let's slide a little bit deeper with these artists, specifically Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is known the most to do stuff like this, to pull publicity stunts on her audience. How does that affect music in general, American music in general? Like that we have all of these artists who are like, oh, I'm gonna go away just for the sake of coming back and making a whole bunch of noise for some stuff that might not even be any good. It's mm-hmm. like, um, it's like it's like the Kardashians. Every time they're like falling out of like quote unquote out of style, they do something just blatantly ridiculous to get themselves back in the limelight. It's just a cycle of them like falling in and out of the spotlight all the time. Like you know, like I to Loki think Kim marrying Kanye was part of that. She was just like, you know what? We're falling out of the limelight. I'm going to marry Kanye West, the most sociopathic <laughs> hip hop artist we have, mm-hmm. and. You know, Kendall Jenner looking like, uh, Kylie Jenner looking completely different than she, like, she looks entirely like a different person than she did, yeah. like, uh, four years ago. And, Isn't she know, our age, too? Say again? Isn't she, like, 20? I'm pretty sure, let's, well, let's, let's find out. I'm pretty sure she's, she's 20 years old. How old is, is Kylie, Kylie Jenner? Jenner. 20. I'm pretty sure. Yep, August 10th, 1997. So she just turned 20. She just turned. She's younger than us. She can't even legally drink it. No, she can't. She's okay. younger than us. She has Because I, I saw a thing uh, that... Bye. I'm just going to... Oh, okay. John actually left. Um, Makes me feel bad about my life that, like, she's... Because, like, she has, a, she has, has a, like a makeup line. Makeup line. And line. her sales for that makeup line in the past month, like, $458 million. Kendall Jenner is 21. It's like, how, do, how does that happen? Where, why are we here and they're there? I don't... Doesn't matter. 
But I think what you're talking about where people are falling out of line and like they're losing their fame and popularity. I think that's uh, that that's the whole purpose from behind Taylor's music. Like yeah. I feel, I feel like not a whole lot of what she wrote was because she wanted to write it. I think a lot of it was just like, oh, I'm gonna burn Beyonce and Britney Spears and somebody else and maybe another popular person to try and make me not the victim anymore. It's personally, it's like purposefully inflammatory. Because we, because now as a country, we like people who are more aggressive and say what they are actually feeling. Quote unquote, say what they're actually feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So when Taylor comes out and does this and just is overly confident about what she's going to sing and tell us, even though it's poorly written and poorly sung, in my opinion, mm-hmm. she's going to get attraction from people who liked her previously and people who think that it's a new Taylor and they're like, oh, I'll jump on board now, part, be part of this bandwagon, mm-hmm. which is kind of upsetting to me. Yeah, it's upsetting to me too. It's just because I'm looking at the quality of the music and the lyrics and it's not there. No, it's not. It's not there. It's a, it's, it is a pretty good looking... Music video? The music video looks and it's shot really well. Yeah. Uh, oh, but it has one of the cringiest, cringiest lines I've heard in so long. All Taylor can't come to the phone right, right now. now. Why? Why? Oh, because she's, she's dead. She's dead. Look what you made me do. I was like, oh, God. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. It's... it's I watched it once. I heard it twice. I don't want to hear it again, even though we're going to. No, I don't want to hear it again. It's gonna I don't want to watch it again. Four months. I don't want to. I don't want to watch it again. No. I might listen to her album. I'm going to listen to the album. I have to. Just like I, I, I think I I'm, have out to. Out of my own curiosity, I have to listen. Yeah, to it. I think I'm inclined to, but like. And that's the thing that sucks is that like these tracks like this are built to I think divide people like us and then people who just listen to mainstream music to listen to mainstream music, like. There's enough in this track that, like, doesn't make me write it off completely as, like, a critic and as an artist. Mm-hmm. But the other half of me is, like, this is trashy pop music. But the other half of me is, like, this is really well produced. And it's really seminally well written. Yeah. Like, not seminally. Semi well written. Mm-hmm. And <sighs> the purpose of the track is to... Make her into the victim. I wouldn't say that. I would say, like, tracks like this, singles that come before albums, especially from these big pop acts, like, you know, like like a, like a the next time a Kanye project will drop, mm-hmm. it, like, it is built to cause buzz. It is built to create feedback. Whether that feedback is positive or negative, I'm firmly a believer that all press is good press. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, unless you're drawing the line and, ooh, this artist touches children. Like, that's not, that's <laughs> that's not, not, that's not good, good press. press. But it, even if someone says, oh, it was, it was a bad song, like, I don't like the song. Someone could read it and say, well, Someone I want to will make... read it and, like, be like, oh. Are you sure? Are you sure? Let me find let me, out for myself. Yeah, let me see if I enjoy it and they're just wrong. Yeah. Which is still giving her views and attention. Yeah. So, Nothing bad about attention. But I find that you want positive attention when you're going to get negative. Yeah. And right now, from what I'm seeing, most of her attention and publicity is coming from negative people. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is... Oh, well, you're imp- impersonating Lord, aren't you? Like, are you just jealous of what Lord's doing? And then, like, you see, you look at the music video and you point out, like... All oh, of these different little bits. At a minute like, and 15 seconds, you see her, like, make fun of Beyonce's bat and lemonade. And, like, oh, at two minutes and 12, you see her make fun of Britney Spears not being, not being able to sing on stage and she's only a dancer. Okay, great. I'm not looking at that to, you know, have her make fun of two other famous and probably most popular female artists of all time. Mm-hmm. Because in my opinion, she's not there yet. 
She doesn't get to do that. The issue for me is that, like, Taylor Swift is almost always set at the pop, the top of female pop music. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess next to be... Her and Beyonce have been neck and neck for years now. Mm-hmm. Like... They, they, they really don't have any there, beef. Like, they, yeah, they, they don't have any beef. I don't, I don't know why they have beef. It's always, you know, with the last album, it was her and Kanye. Same thing with Kanye's last album, it was Taylor Swift and Kanye. I just... I just don't know anymore. I just don't know what... Yeah. We're getting to this age now where um, I don't know what to believe anymore. Mm-hmm. No matter what it is. If it's politics, if it's sports, if it's music, I don't know what to believe anymore. Nobody's honest anymore. No. no nobody's honest. Everyone's lying to get their own way. Everyone's... Literally, I'm sorry if this is inflammatory, but that's how we have our current president. That's how we had our presidential nominees. They lied and they cheated to get where they are in order to influence us. There's a lot of brown-nosing going on in, in superior publicities, and I don't like it. Yeah, there's brown-nosing going on everywhere. There's brown-nosing mm-hmm. going on in politics. None, no, no one's honest anymore. No one truly wants to... No one, no, I'm trying to find words, but like it's, it's something that's been so aggravating to me lately. Yeah. It's just the fact that we live in a society where I go on Facebook and I can read seven different articles on the same topic and none of the stories will be the same. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's I don't know what's real anymore. I can't like I can't read a newspaper anymore to like figure out the news because the newspaper is going to have a bias now because everything you know, is a bias. Every, everyone has a bias and like you know of course in human nature there's bias, but. Newspapers used to do less of that. News sources used to do less of that. And now as we get further and further in an age where real information is more and more accessible, there are people more and more trying to blur that line between accessibility and reality. And it's... Like what? Like what's real and what's not, and like what is uh, what is a joke and what's not. Like nobody can tell what's a joke anymore. Yeah. I, I like watched. I like you know those stupid react videos. Like people reacting to other things and like um, there's like he's like man I can't believe these people are so dumb on Twitter. It's like those guys that like make something and be like mm, bone apple teeth. Like, yeah. As a joke and like it's obviously written to be a joke, but they're like oh this person's so dumb. I'm like well that's. That's a joke. Like you don't like even you don't know that like what you're reading is a joke. It's not like Yeah. It's not real anymore. Like the entertainment that like now so many people consume isn't real either. Like people will you know, people everyday bro. It's everyday <laughs> bro by Jake Paul. Jake Paul and Logan Paul, brothers and gods of Vine. They create content that millions of people combined with them they have i think 21 million subscribers on youtube what do they do they walk around and they take videos of themselves yeah i could do that i could do it too but why why is it interesting to me like and like there's so many people who are obsessed with the kardashians and with so much of like reality tv and all of it is just made up that, like, isn't real in the first place anyways. So, like, and they pretend that it's still, even though they know that it's not real, they will pretend that it is real to satisfy their own craving for something dramatic, just for the sake of being dramatic. Yeah. And it's infuriating to me that we live in a world where now that can't, like, 
Kylie Jenner wearing a, a certain outfit at the VMAs is more important is more than important the hurricane than going down in Texas right now. Yeah. That's what I can't that's what I can't say about Snapchat right now because they have that Daily Mail application that you just watch yeah. through. It is only like celebrities wearing this kind of swimsuit or them here or them there or oh them they're with their boyfriend but like they weren't together last week or like this remember that hot prison guy who was like in jail for a while? Oh, remember him? Yeah. yeah, like the most popular thing about the news for like the past couple of weeks has been is he still with his fiance? Even like after it happened with other, with other woman, who? Why? Why don't? Why don't? Why aren't we concerned about shit that's happening down south or any kind of the mess that's going on, even in the New York Stock Exchange? No one's aware of what's happening. See, like I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Like, what's a lot, happening? a lot of businesses in the New York Stock Exchange are slowly plummeting, not because of just the current president situation with the economy and him, which is also a great thing to mention. But it's just because people aren't investing anymore because they're scared of the country's progression. See, like, I didn't even know that. I'm, like, pretty heavy on social media. I don't do a whole lot of, like, tweeting and posting myself. No. But I read a whole lot all the time because I want to stay informed. And I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's a really important thing that's going on in our country right now. And what have I been seeing? Oh, I mean, like, you know, we talked about it earlier, but this because it's a show centered around art, the new Tacion record, or, like, the new the VMAs, or the Taylor mm-hmm. Swift. Like... Why is this the stuff that we're so concerned about? And, like, you know, art is the only thing that really keeps me going and keeps me alive. And that, I would never bash anyone who's truly into understanding and appreciating art. Yeah. But the the thing is now, it's not the fact that Taylor Swift released a new song. It's the, ta- it's the fact that she's, quote-unquote, beefing with all of these other people. For no, for no apparent reason. For no, for no apparent reason. And it's all of this is superficial, and all of it is so self obsessed and so narcissistic. I, 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 just the world as a whole is concerning me. Just like by our like our overwhelming narcissism and our overwhelming amount of we're so important. I have to do me. I don't care about you. I have to do me because it's what I want to do, not because you need my help, but it's because I want to do what I want to do. Yeah. And I'm sorry I'm getting really I'm getting really preachy. Getting real preachy. I'm getting real preachy, but like I don't I I just I don't know why I like don't even have these conversations with like other people, but like when I get on here, I'm like, let's spill everything about everyone. You know, yeah. it's just It's <sighs> embarrassing. It is embarrassing. It's I, I, I'm embarrassed to be a human being a lot of times because <laughs> of the way that we handle ourselves. Like, I'm okay with Taylor Swift bashing herself and, like, the past of what she was doing because I guess kind of... That's self-criticism. It's more like self-aware than I'm aware of. Like, I didn't think she was going to be that self-aware, especially in music that she hasn't done for two years. But then mm-hmm. when she goes ahead and just starts making fun of people that she hasn't really either fought with or made any kind of connection with, then it brings up the question of why are you thinking about you when these people are trying to lead their own lives? Yeah. And that's what really annoys me. I just, I, I wish I could offer a solution. I, I, I mean, I, I can't offer a solution. I can't offer a solution. It's not about you. It's not. It's not. And, like, while it is for sure important to not let yourself be abused by other people, mm-hmm. uh, there's, there's a quote by Mahatma Gandhi. It says, in order to find, oh, let me... Find it. find it. I don't want to butcher it because it's a great quote and it's something that I live by. While you're thinking about this, I... There's a, uh, I'm still into a K-pop phase. I mean, it's not really a phase. It's just kind of music that I'm really into now. Um, there was a new uh, boy group 
from Korea called Golden Child that debuted today. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they're like an, they're an 11 group, like size group of boys, probably, you know, age 20 and higher, somewhere around that area. And they've been getting good photo shoot opportunities, good publicity, good, you know, reaching out to the public, like, hey, we're coming out soon, like, get ready for us because we're going to be into, this, into the K-pop scene pretty, pretty soon. And their music video and mini album came out today. I'll listen to their music video with their song. Um, and it was, it was, you know, it was K-pop. It was K-pop as a stereotype. It was the basic... It was K-pop. It, it was the basic, um, you know, bump, 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 beat with that, with, yeah. the, with, the, with the familiar, like, theme about a girl and, like, you're in love with a girl and you miss her kind of music. Mm-hmm. Um, and while it was still catchy and it made me, you know, tap my foot listening along... I just need to hear more. There's not a whole lot of substance that I got from it for me to be like, okay, yeah, I'm into it. Of course, they have a mini album that I haven't listened to yet, but like yeah. from from the get go, they seem like a solid mid middleman of what the definition of K-pop to you, because as far as BTS goes, they have besides music videos and dance routines and choreography videos, they have like animate that not animated. They have highlight reels and shorts and. Yeah movies to go with their music that aren't just music videos. Yeah. And they're reaching out to America and, you know, countries in the rest of the rest of the continent of Asia. Yeah. And they're really intriguing and just interesting to look at and to listen to. And their new album coming out soon, Her, I'm not ready for it. It's going to be so good. Um, but they're, they're just getting involved with more than what you expect. And I, and I want Golden Child to do that too. Yeah. Because I think, I think they have potential. Like they should start climbing from here. And hopefully get close to that level of BTS, maybe of another group like NCT or Monster X, somewhere in that line because they can do it. But from what I hear right now, they're they're a solid middle 50-50, either good, either neither bad. Yeah, and like, you know, it kind of, that kind of pulls back to what we were talking about earlier. Like, all these these corporations spend so much money to make these, these guys popular, to make these guys famous and make people listen to their music. And a lot of the times... I mean, to me, for in K-pop, a lot of the times it's not worth it. A lot of the times it's just filler pop garbage that is just so that these guys can look good, act good, and people will be obsessed with them because they look and they sing and they dance okay. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's frustrating that we live in this narcissism. And I found, and I found, and I found this quote. Mahatma Gandhi, it says, The best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. And now that kind of sounds like an oxymoron on its own, to like be able to to give so much of yourself that you um, that you only give to others, you will therefore get it back. That sounds like it doesn't make sense, but I can say from experience that I find myself the happiest when I am pouring and instilling into other people's lives whenever I can. And someone's like, "Hey, you know, like I'm feeling kind of down. I'm like, all right, let's go get a pizza. Let's go watch a dumb movie. Or like, hey, can you drive me somewhere? Like, yeah, totally. I enjoy doing that because it makes me feel fulfilled that I'm helping my friends and showing love yeah. to another human being. I love seeing my race. friends like do something that's good for them, even if it's like something that I would be jealous about. Um, like, if one of my friends is like, oh yeah, I have an internship somewhere across the state, and like it's a big thing. I'm like, yeah, good for you. Like, I'm very happy to mm-hmm. be involved with somebody, like be your friend who's doing this great thing. Yeah. But then of course it comes back. I think everybody has that little, well, what about me? Oh, of you course. Know, what, what about me? What am I doing? Like, 
am I doing the right thing? Why am I here? You know, all that good stuff. But I find a lot of happiness when my friends are saying like, oh, I got cast in the show. All right. Yeah. Good for you. I got hired yeah. here. Good for you. Great. Like, oh, I've just published this, you know, comic book or book or whatever. All right. Good for you. And that's honestly, that's 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 enough for me. I yeah. mean, I, so, I like, have plenty of work that I need to do on my own, but, you know, talking to other people about it and hearing them say, like, oh, good for you, like, you're doing great, like, congratulations, that makes me do better. Because yeah. if I rely on myself and just myself, I'm going to suffer. Yeah. But when my friends say, you can do it, I'm like, okay, thank yeah. you, let's do it, I'm yeah. ready. It's like when you, it's like everyone wants those people mm-hmm. who are, like, they're willing to drop anything and do stuff for you. Like, that goes both ways. Like, if you, if you want that of other people, you have to give that of yourself to other people. And someone's like, man, I feel like, okay, bam, let's go do stuff. You, you, you want to be helpful and instill into other people's lives so that they're happy and that you are happy. And, you know, I don't believe that the human spirit is limited. I believe mm-hmm. that we have so much within us to give and to share and... They're like, what we're called to do as humans, at least from a Christian standpoint, is we are called to love one another. We mm-hmm. are called to love one another and to love God. And that's literally it. Jesus, but they asked him, you know, in, in the Bible, Jesus, most times, like almost like 90% of the time, when people ask him questions, he's not direct about it. He'll tell a story or he'll give an example of something or he'll give a metaphor. But the one time when they're like, Jesus, what is the most important commandment? He goes... Um, love your love your Lord your God over anything else. Yeah, and love your neighbor as yourself, and abide by the rest of the Ten Commandments. That is that is a direct answer to a question. He's like, this is everything that you need to know right here. These tw- these these eleven things you need to know them. And the only thing he added onto the Ten Commandments was to love one another. Yeah, like it's 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 like almost shameful that he had to say it in the first place. Like we had to like. That we should love a each reiteration. other. Should, yeah. Like it was it was like a reiteration of something that we should have known since like day one to like yeah. be fond and care for each other. But you know, loving each other is so important. And in this day and age where people are increasingly and encouraged to be increasingly hostile and to be increasingly live for yourself. To live for yourself and to live and only love yourself and yep. to take care of yourself. That's a terrible way to live your life. Even if you think it's the right way to live your life, I I can say with a lot of certainty that it's not. Yeah. I can say with a lot of certainty that, like, by reaching out and by being friends and by really truly engaging with another person, will you find more satisfaction in yourself? Yep. Um, I agree with that. Bruh, I've been so preachy. <laughs> I feel so bad. Cause I no, hate, it's great. I hate being that kind of person. Because it has to be said. Like, if we're, if we're not going to focus on each other, then we're... Why we're focus def- on anything at all? We're fending for ourselves. Yeah. And like we all know that when you fend for yourself, nothing goes well. Yep. I promise. I promise nothing will go well. If you're only trying to fend for yourself and if you're only trying to care for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm. Boy, oh boy. Well, I think that's probably a good I was place say, to say, this uh, is a good time to rap. That's a, that's a, yeah. that's a good, good little moment to be a yeah. good little moment to be a rap boy. Um, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening to us yell about stuff. Um, today... Today's censorship sound is brought to you by Crash Bandicoot saying whoa. Oh, nice. It's going to be great. Good one. It's going to be super great. Um, Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. We love you so much. Thanks for letting us yell at you for a while. I do, in fact, love you. I love you, too. That's wild. It's, It's wild.
it's a wild in this day and age it is kind it's of a wild time wild time alright all right. guys take thank care. you so much talk See to you in the next time. one